From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for July 8th, 2009. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Teresa Eccles is on vacation this week. She'll be back with us again next week. And Walter is at home waiting for the cable guy. In this week's show, Kevin Close has a review of the Liberty Tree Tavern in the Magic Kingdom. Julie Martin continues her reviews of the child care centers in the theme parks. This week, she'll focus on the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplug. And Ferris is just having a grand old time over there. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one in the peanut gallery this week. That's right. It's kind of kind of uh, empty in here. You know? We're like a Mars bar. We're nutless. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, Mars bars do have nuts. Which is what? Do the song. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Oh, sometimes almond you don't. Almond oh, joys almond have joy. nuts. Mounds oh, don't. Mounds don't. <laughs> oh, candy, candy expert over here. <laughs> mounds. I thought it was Mars bars. Oh, Are yes. you having a stroke in installments? <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right, housekeeping. Um, we're just under 500 people now on the uh, podcast cruise. We have about one quarter of the ship booked to join us on the next podcast cruise. Very cool. Wow. So if you're interested in coming on Podcast Cruise 2.0, December 10th of the 14th, right? Is that it? 10th of the 14th? Mm-hmm. Of 2010. Details can be found on our show notes page podcast.wdwinfo.com Isn't it December 12th? 12th through the 16th, that's right. It is. Okay, it's right good. after my mom's birthday. Now, you your style for having to do an edit. No, I'm not going to edit that. Okay. I can, <laughs> I can misspeak and be corrected. It's okay. I don't have to edit them out. Um, not like you. Whenever you misspeak, I have to... I, he <laughs> to make he makes me go back and yeah. edit. He so is the genius. That's why everybody thinks he's the genius. You don't hear all the things we have to pull out. Are you going to take out that whole Mars bar conversation? Oh, hell no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that all stays in. Uh, so, uh, now, how much longer do we have before we the group space dries up and goes away? It, it's looking like August 1st we're going to have to turn back in our unused group space. However, because we're such a large group and because we're good customers of Disney, we may get a little leeway on that. I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping for the leeway. amount of bookings that we're, we're doing on this um, so this is going to be this is going to be unreal. We're going to take over that ship. You thought it was a lot last time. We had just over three hundred people on it last time. We're going to have well over five hundred this time. So, so please, please, I think we've got like seventy-two staterooms left in the group to be sold. So, if you're interested in going, please either contact Tracy or go and put in a quote. Exactly. You can see the pricing right online, so it's not going to be a surprise. You'll know exactly how much it's going to cost. Yep, and the pricing is good. Pricing is good. Pricing is excellent. So, uh, another thing I want to plug is the Pete and Walter are coming to Australia Facebook page. If you want to follow our <laughs> planning <laughs> of going to Australia, I didn't set it up. It was, it was some of our Australian fans did. It's really cute. You, what are you? What are you looking at me for? <laughs> he's got all judgmentalized. I'm telling today. you, he's like my mother over there, <laughs> looking at you over them half glasses. Over, over the glasses, you know. <laughs> oh, Peter. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher all of a sudden. No, you have to get it. Oh, Peter. That's how she says it. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, one of our our listeners, um, Tim Odom. Uh, put the page together and he's the guy who's from New Zealand but lives in Australia yeah, and hates Australia exactly <laughs> and he's been updating he's been updating all these like little news stories about what's going on in Australia right now it's really funny he's got he's got a great writing style he really does it's uh, so I'll have a link to that in the show notes page as well um, and I uh, want to let everybody know that next on next week's show we're going to be doing a call-in show one eight seven seven four Diz Live is the phone number. Don't ask me what the actual numbers are. I posted it on the boards already. Um, but we're asking if you have called and gotten through in the past that you don't call in this time. Let uh, let some other people that haven't had a chance to call in uh, get through. Yeah, because we do normally talk to the same same people. people call in a lot. So not that we don't love talking to you guys, but that's because uh, we only have four fans. <laughs> we just keep rotating through. <laughs> So that'll be next week. They just know how to sit wide. <laughs> We're going to be taking phone calls starting at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time uh, next Tuesday, the 14th. So we have that information on the... Uh, what time did you say? 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Kevin is too busy on his notebook communicating with his, with his people. My peeps. <laughs> um, instead of paying attention to the show. I'm paying attention. I just wanted to make sure that I had the right time. He's multitasking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's next week, next Tuesday, July 14th, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, 1-877-4-DIS-LIVE is the phone number, and we have that posted on the boards, and I post it on my Facebook page as well. We'll post reminders next week as well. So Can I just say something? No. I'm not getting a Facebook page. Stop asking me. <laughs> no, I continue to badger him. I want you to send him emails and private messages and... No. Any way you can badger him. No. I was so excited when I saw that thread that I really thought you two took the plunge and then I was disappointed. What, what, do you not see me enough? Do you not know how to get a hold of me? I, I mean, know, but you know, it's just those little moments in you time. Have, I, I don't think you realize how fun it is. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Kathy, it really is. you know you're one of my top five friends. It doesn't take a little, lot of time. You know. oh, wow. Yeah, it's you, Teresa, <laughs> takes Corey, a couple of minutes a and day. Mindy. <laughs> I can't oh. remember the pre-Facebook. Uh, Corey's, uh, Corey's over there poofing. Oh no, that's just Ferris. <laughs> Ferris oh, doing Kevin, raspberries. You have to go for it. I really don't. <laughs> I'm really okay with. Maybe you it. can just make a fan page for yourself, and then you don't have to do anything. Or somebody else can do it. People can just be fans of you. You know what? I'm okay with somebody else doing it. Go ahead, do anything you want. <laughs> oh no! Now you've opened up the floodgates. Now you have opened up the floodgates. Okay, anything else in housekeeping? I have gifts from listeners. Oh. From Jeff and Val, old Key West lover oh, on the board. Oh, love Jeff and Val. And she's but, old Key West lover, too. too. <laughs> but anyway, they, they sent us a note, and I'll just sort of show this. It's, oh, my. It's they tiny. sent us a... They they, sent, we'd be talking They sent us a novel. It's a letter. Yes, it's a novel. But they sent some cool gifts. I love cool gifts. Present. We have saltwater taffy. Yay! That's one that one. We got. Oh, we got two boxes of saltwater taffy. Yay! And you can read the note. And this, we have a lovely little outfit for Ferris. Aww, it's cars. <laughs> it's Lightning McQueen. <laughs> a one, a Lightning McQueen onesie. That's cute. That and is soft. Cute. Look, buddy. And then we have magnets. Oh, we have and, gay magnets. Yes. And we have a sticker for the PT Cruiser family. <gasps> it says PT on it. Wow. So How can a magnet you, be Jeff gay? It's a rainbow flag. <laughs> oh, 
thinking to myself, what? In Provincetown. Yes, and there's a whole story. If you read the note, I'm not going to read everything, but there's a, a little note in here about um, how she feels about the podcast and Val getting to meet everybody on the cruise and a little story about the... They are the, they um, really are the sweetest people. They are. Mm-hmm. they are the sweetest people. So that's really, really nice. Jeff and Val, thank you very much for that. It's very thoughtful. Thank you, guys. It's very cool. It's all what it's happening. I have a box of presents we received at the official Diz Unplugged mailbox. Hang on one second. That's what we refer to it as. The official Diz Unplugged mailbox? The mailman hates that. (laughs) (laughs) Giant buckets of caramel corn. Oh, God, Mm. you people are killing me. Good stuff. This is from I Wish for Disney, Liz. Yeah. Liz is going to be a Floridian on July 22nd. What is it, like a bucket for each of us? Pretty much we kept ours already. (laughs) Oh. More, so order taffy. Yay, bring it to me. Oh, Candy Kitchen. Mmm. Fishers. You can each have one piece. The rest is mine. (laughs) I'm a lover. Thank you very much, Liz. Liz, that's really sweet. Thank you. Liz sent us a very nice note. Telling us how much she loves us, and we love her back. You love her back, and her front. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Just a reminder: if you're going to send something to the to the official podcast mailbox, mailbox, I don't check it every day. So nothing try, perishable. Please don't send anything perishable. Even chocolates now in the summer. No lamb. <laughs> <laughs> so. We just don't want anything to go to waste. We'll so. have to rename this room to the Diz Unplugged Confectionery. I'm telling you. <laughs> we're going to need our own dentist. <laughs> Up the dental plan. Now we're going to have the listener that's a dentist calling in. He's like, oh, come see me. We already have an eye doctor. <laughs> we have Chad on the boards. We need a dentist. Yeah, really? We have uh, Webmaster Doc. Rob Lindsay is a dentist. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if he listens to the show or not, but you know, I know he's a dentist. He probably doesn't. But Kathy Texas does. Webmaster Kathy listens. And she's a dentist? No. <laughs> <laughs> we love Webmaster Kathy. Are we just doing random associations like, at this point? She's just, she's just like some highfalutin computer whiz. Hi, Webmaster Kathy. We miss you. We love her, too. We do. So, all right. Anything else in housekeeping? That's it. All right. Let's get started with the news. Our first news story this week. After being damaged by hurricanes in 2004, the Holiday Inn on Hotel Plaza Boulevard at Downtown Disney was never reopened. Now, plans and owners have changed. In November of 2009, the building will reopen once again as a Holiday Inn. The new owners have spent $35 million to repair and remodel the hotel, which includes modernizing the 323 hotel rooms and adding a zero-entry pool. The Holiday Inn brand is currently undergoing a $1 million Rebranding campaign. I think it's a misprint. I think it's a lot more than a million dollars to rebrand a campaign. But um, at all of their properties, in the previous years, the building had been a Howard Johnson's and a Courtyard by Marriott. Got to tell you, long overdue for this that that hotel to get redone. We stopped selling it. We stopped selling it uh, before even before the hurricanes because the complaints we were getting about how crappy the rooms were and the smell of mold and mildew and it just was really in bad bad shape. We're really interested to see what it's going to look like uh, when it reopens. I but went by there today, and boy, there was all kind of construction going on. It's thir- been sitting empty for quite a while. Thirty-five million dollars—that's a—that's a big, it's a big overhaul, we especially it, in this economy. We said about two years into it, Kevin and I would drive past and say it's still not done. 
and it's pretty much been covered with these plastic sheets. I bet you they had mold into probably into the walls. And well, from what I understand, they had studs. to gut the entire hotel. Yeah. The only thing that's remaining is the is the structure itself, but the entire hotel's been gutted. The rooms are all new. Everything's going to be all new. I believe there's also a new. Um, there's a new building behind it also. Oh, really? I think they've added on to the structure. And they've added out on the front. It took yeah. forever. It was a blight. It really was. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, sure really? it's done. Yeah. So that'll be, uh, that'll be cool. We'll see what that, what that ends up looking like. Our second news story this week, and yet another reminder that while it may be known as one of the happiest places on Earth, Walt Disney World and the surrounding area is not somewhere your guard should be let down. A 51-year-old man is facing molestation charges following an incident at Typhoon Lagoon this past weekend. A 15-year-old girl claimed that the suspect pulled off her swimsuit and touched her inappropriately not once but twice during her time in the wave pool. The girl and her father contacted park security, and despite heavy crowds, Robert Chester Double, Jr., was located and arrested. Unfortunately, the incident that led to his arrest may not have been his only offense. Authorities were made aware of a male matching uh, Double's description groping others in the wave pool that same day. According to the Orlando Sentinel, the Typhoon Lagoon incident was the fourth sexually related case at Naria Water Park inside of a three-week span. So that's... uh, But at least they got him. Yeah, that's ridiculous. At least they got him. That was, you know... I think, besides being shocking in and of itself, but when you talk about... we just It was seen like every other day... There was another. There was Aquatica. Was there was yep. one? Um, Wet and Wild. There was one. So it's just been a rough summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a uh, these places are magnets for pedophiles. What's his middle name? Chester. You said yeah. like Chester the molester. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Not to make light of it, but yeah. And of course, uh, we would could not possibly do the news this week without discussing the tragic accident that took place early Sunday morning when two monorails collided at the Transportation and Ticket Center, leaving one driver dead. Emergency crews were called to one of the monorail stops at 2 a.m. Sunday morning after receiving reports of the collision. Reports suggested the train was leaving Epcot and was arriving at the Transportation and Ticket Center. According to witnesses, one monorail ran into another stationary train. The driver, Austin Wannenberg, age 21, was pronounced dead at the scene. The other was taken to the hospital but did not have serious injuries. A family of six were the only passengers on the train. They were evaluated by paramedics but were uninjured and released. This is the first fatal accident in the Walt Disney World monorail system's history. Officials are still working to determine the cause of the collision. Um, There's an awful lot of speculation running around the web. And uh, in my opinion, this is one of the things the web does poorly is when something like this happens, everybody with a blog or a login account and an opinion and an opinion yeah. uh, is posting all sorts of things. And I have to be honest that my first reaction I posted on my Facebook page a speculation, and then uh, someone uh, someone I care about who I tr- who I respect sent me a, a very polite email saying we might want to hold off on speculation before we uh, you know spread any rumors that we don't know to be true. And she was absolutely right. So really encouraging everybody, let, uh, let, let the authorities, uh, let, let OSHA do its job uh, and uh, let them do the, the inspections that they need to do. Find out what happened. Uh, believe me, if it looks like Disney is trying to whitewash it or brush something under the rug, 
there's plenty of us watching. We'll call it out. Well, now the NTSB's involved for the uh, first time ever. Really? So uh, we, we cannot lose sight of the fact that a 21-year-old man uh, lost his life and that speculation, especially some of the things that I've seen online, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> mention sites or names, but some of the photographs, some of the contrived videos that have been put together with scenes from the accident, um, just disgusting in my opinion, really and truly, just disgusting. I think we also have to keep in mind that this wasn't an accident. This was an accident. This is a system that, for the most part, I don't know the exact number, but carries millions of people every year. This is not an inherent flaw. I keep hearing about people, will you ever ride the monorail again? That's just that's just crazy talk. Mm-hmm. It's crazy talk. It's, Come op- on. it's open now. Yeah. They put in extra um, checks and balances for to make sure this specific type of thing doesn't happen again. But... We have to keep in mind that car accidents happen every day. Right. And exactly. we get back in a car. Exactly. 30, how many years of... Well, you know, it's just this, it, there is, there, you know... And look, and I have been guilty of it myself. I'm, I'm not saying I haven't been. But there is definitely a, a hysterical element to the web uh, that goes beyond, uh, I think, what exists in normal life. And It's not only the web, it's the national media, yeah, too. I've is. seen it on TV where mm-hmm. people have those... Google aerial shots of the monorail track, and they're saying this is what we think happened, and they're doing their little animations, and you think to yourself, you don't know what happened. Well, what's scary is that a lot of news sources like uh, West 2 here in Orlando are quoting blogs as sources, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And these people are getting this is hearsay. It's it's not confirmed. It's not a news source. It's not you know it wasn't journalistically obtained. It's you know I know somebody who knows somebody who drives the monorail and this is what he said. Well, that's not that's not a valid news source. When they first broke the news, they even had the location wrong, and yes. they're all on there telling you how bad it was, and it was in the wrong place. So yeah. they didn't have the right details to begin with. One of our local news was just absolutely horrid. They were out the next that morning with a flip video camera. And interviewing people about, are you terrified to ride the monorail now? Yeah, it's... it's you just well, just take a look at, you know, the, Michael Jackson's death. I can't turn on a television, watch a news broadcast, go on to a, a news website without round-the-clock coverage yeah. of what's happening with Michael Jackson's dead body. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry he died. May he rest in peace. Move on! There's, uh, it's, but this is what the news media does. It, they, they, are, it's, they have turned into hysterical maniacs. Well, we talk about this all the time. The problem is, is that news, not recently, many years ago, was turned over into a uh, money-making proposition for, uh, channel, for uh, stations. It used to be something they had to provide in order to get their licensing. Now they're but, forced to create revenue. Now they're forced to create revenue. So it becomes more hysterical. It becomes more cover that story to death because if we if we stop you might change the channel and yeah. you might go to another station and we'll lose revenue and that's part of the problem with the news news and, you became know, part of the entertainment and speculation on company policy and you know uh, what's what, what Disney's doing next or what you know what we think of the Hall of Presidents and things like that that kind of speculation and discussion uh, is fine. That's all fair game. I got no problem with that. Obviously, we do it all the time. When somebody's died, and it's something like this, I don't know. I think there needs to be some level of decorum uh, when it comes to 
well, these kinds of discussions. I, you know, there's stuff that comes out like minute by minute on the, the monorail accident, and I keep saying I'm not going to say anything until I hear what's happened. I want to hear. I want to hear a government report. agency. I got burnt once before with that. So I don't any kind of rumor or speculation about things like this. Remember when that accident happened at Animal Kingdom? Yeah, I got burnt really bad. I gave out some information that was given to me, and it turned out to be highly erroneous. Yeah. So I just anything any rumor or speculation that I've heard, I've just kind of sat on. Yeah. The, this the thing I keep remembering is the cast member, and they mm-hmm. were showing, they were talking to his aunt last night, and they were saying that you know, um, the mother was a single parent the boys the young adults dad had died when he was two but the mother had always left the light on for her son and she knew that when the light went off in the morning that that's when her son came home from work and she woke up and saw that the light was on and i guess it was about that time that she got the phone call so as a parent you know those are the kind of things you think about and hope that disney and everybody else are going to get to the bottom of this but can we all just wait and see what the story is. We have to. We have to. We have to wait and see what the story is. We have to uh, just keep this young man, Austin Wunnenberg, in our thoughts and our prayers and his family. Um, Just, I can't imagine, just doing something he loved, doing something he loved. He had wanted to be a monorail pilot, and when he got the assignment, uh, from what I read in one of the news stories online, uh, you know, it was like the highlight for him. He'd been something he'd always wanted to do. So, I mean, to, to die like this, uh, it's obviously a tragic accident. Um, the authorities will get to the bottom of it. Uh, and, you know, you've heard me say it before. If there's one thing, one place that, in my opinion, Disney has never skimped, it's been on safety. So in this instance, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. If the story comes out that they did something wrong, we'll address it then. But until we know what exactly what happened, because nobody really knows. There's speculation and there's rumor, but nobody knows because the investigation hasn't been completed yet. The only person that knows can't tell us. Yeah. Right. I know it was early in the morning, but I'm, you know, we should be really happy that there were no families riding in the front cabin. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, families are always up there. Well, that's one of the things they, the news loves to show is here's this family riding in the front of the monorail. Yeah. They show it over and over again on a loop. Well, that was one of the other stories that had come out early on with this, was that there was also a family of six in the nose cone of the monorail when it crashed. Well, first of all, you can't put six people in the nose cone of the monorail, and no, that's not where they were. So this is what I'm talking about. There's just a lot of stuff going out. Nothing's being checked. There's no journalistic integrity to some of these reports. And it's just... It's just it's a tragedy, and everybody just needs to take a deep breath and wait uh, to hear what the NTSB report uh, says. I know that you know that takes months, and you know the internet is a place for instant gratification. But uh, let's let's be respectful of the man's of the man's memory. There is a vigil for him Saturday night down around the lake at Celebration. So if anybody's in the area that feel you, that they need to go, do you know what time Saturday night? I think it was nine. There's a Facebook page okay. for him that has the details. That's a nice place to have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, our thoughts and prayers stay with Austin and his family. All right, that will do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to the weather. Uh, getting a, the temperatures coming down 
lately. It hasn't been quite as hot. When it's cloudy, it's so nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can expect uh, temperatures in the upper 80s to low 90s for the next week, dropping into the mid-70s at night. Uh, the forecast calls for at least a 40% chance of re- rain each day for the next week. It has been cloudy. It has not been like... It's been an odd summer weather-wise for us, but uh, at least the temperature is a little bit more reasonable than what we had a few weeks ago. Go oh, Lord, that was that was brutal. That was brutal. These storms are actually the, something to really be uh, aware of. We're getting some really violent storms yeah. during the day. Yeah, I'm hoping we get through this show without. There was one out by us. I was going to say, good thing you're not out in Kissimmee. So yeah, not going to be uh, not going to be too bad this next week. But uh, if you're coming down and expecting clear skies and sunshine, you might be a little disappointed. But like John said, be happy for the clouds. It is keeping the the temperature down. So I felt bad. What was it? One day was it was a Friday or Saturday where it rained all day, and I thought, could you imagine coming here mm. and being here on vacation and just having it rain? It was a downpour all yeah, day. Yeah, well, when I was in California in February, that's what happened. It was. Each and every day. It was just, it rained on us. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. But I bet people make the best of it. That's what I said. I said we would make the best of it. I sat in my hotel room and complained. (laughs) (laughs) Called the front desk. desk. (laughs) Address the rain, please. So it was like every other vacation? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) We're just, we're getting, I'm realizing, you know, it's, you know, now, you know, early July that, you know, I've got less than two months before we're in. Australia, and so it's like, oh my god, that's I gonna be so cool. Still have a lot to plan. I keep watching the exchange rate, hoping it gets a little bit better before I um, uh, book my my room on the tail end of the uh, of the vacation because you know they're quoting Australian dollars and the U.S. dollars a little bit stronger. Um, I'm hoping that the you know exchange rate gets better. And what are Australian dollars? Um, right now we're getting giant I think, stones, clams, <laughs> <laughs> shells. But twenty six cents on the dollar we're getting. So a dollar, one Australian dollar is worth about a dollar twenty six US. Do they call their money dollars? I, I guess. I didn't know. If, you know, yeah. you have like francs, euros, whatever. No, I think they call them the Australian. They're dollars. Yeah. Okay. They're the Gibsons. <laughs> yeah, the Mel Gibson. <laughs> the Gibsons. The Jackmans. Did you buy your Rosetta Stone software so you can learn Australian? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> don't upset the Australians. <laughs> I ain't going. I don't care. <laughs> or you can just learn it off a Facebook page. Yeah, I've got some. Uh, I've got some cool things I'm planning to try and do while I'm down there. Just requires my iPhone. I'm just afraid that the bill is going to be. Uh, Bill's going to be outrageous. We're trying to work something out with with AT and T now. So, but uh, I'm so excited about it. Walter is too. Walter's just beside himself. I've never seen him so excited about a vacation. It's really cute. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for the weather and my gratuitous update on my vacation plans. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to rapid fire, and Julie would like to go first. I'm rapid fireless, but. <gasps> <laughs> Be still, my um, I did think of something, and I just want to remind anyone with a special needs child, whether it be Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, you know, autism, you can get a special needs pass for your child when you visit Disney. Go to guest services when you enter the park. Tell them that you need a special needs pass. Um, technically, they can't ask you to prove it, so please, people, be honest. You know, when you're asking for this, if your child really needs it, then use it. But it will. They don't help ask you, you to present something from your doctor. It's illegal. It's illegal, yeah. Really? Yep. 
Because I even joked to Corey, I'm like, I'll bring his carrier type. I'll show them. See, he has three <laughs> 21st chromosomes. <laughs> no, the same thing with wheelchairs and things like that. It's, it's illegal to ask what the right. problem is. And I agree. Don't abuse yeah, it. Don't abuse Please it. Don't abuse it. But if you are in need of it, use it. For you, ask right. for it. They will give it to you. It helps you um, so you don't have to wait in line. Because a lot of times with a special needs child, waiting in a long line can be hard. So, I mean, it can be hard for any child, but especially those children. A little more, a couple more challenges. So, just a reminder. Oh, very good. Thank you, Mrs. Martin. Mrs. Whirling. Mine, there were, really was nothing exciting to report, but I did get to go to the naturalization ceremony on the 4th of July, and that was awesome. I'm so Can we glad. move on now? Not saying anything. <laughs> but she's not wearing a hat. Pass. Pass. Pass ball. Was it... Was it as her nice? blog? Did you read her blog? I did. Her blog was excellent. Yep, really yeah, was. I'm, you know, when it comes to patriotic things, I'm, you know, a sap for that kind of stuff. That I'm glad nobody was with me and nobody saw me because I was crying through the whole thing. But it was really quite moving. Well, it's very exciting for those people. Kathy was like, I want to be an immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> and got to to walk in the parade with them over to the Hall of Presidents. That was cool. cool. Now there were a thousand. Don't push that button. He's going to push that button and get us all in trouble. We all have bruises from the last time. There were a thousand... Uh, Most of that was illegitimate. ...newly but... naturalized citizens. Mm-hmm. Was it as overwhelming in person as I would think it would be? I mean, I would think that with that many people in one location, going through that process, it would feel very overwhelming. I know the people that I was standing with were overcome. I don't know how the people that were going through the process were, but I know the family members were, you know, like, oh, you know, and they were crying, so I, I, I fit in quite well because it was just really overwhelming. And I don't think people realize just how difficult it is to get to that point mm-hmm. where you get, mm-hmm. you know, you actually get, you know, able to take the oath and become an American citizen. That's not easy. Have you they say read? that most of us wouldn't pass the test. Have you ever read the test? Most, but most people don't even get to take the test. The process by which, before you could even get to take the test, from what I understand, is grueling. So, no, but I have not seen the test to answer your question. I've seen some questions from it, and I couldn't answer some of them. Right. It was really neat, though, being in the Hall of Presidents when, you know, was going through the different things and to hear the people clap that I, I can pretty much guarantee you that the next time I go back, people aren't going to be clapping in those particular locations. But you could you could feel the excitement in the room with all these people it was it was you know those are the times that i am just so thrilled that i live here to get to see things like that because disney of course put on a first-rate production oh yeah and treated them very special and to get to see the the performance it was great and i speaking of hall of presidents i got a chance to see the uh, a picture of obama what 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 were they thinking it's it's the strangest thing it is the uh, strangest thing. They all look so good, and he looks, I don't know. He looks terrible. Fake and plastic. And I don't want this to come across wrong, but do you think it's the uh, the dark makeup or plastic or whatever they had to use for him? No, I don't know. That's not, it's like they just didn't get the proportions right or hmm. I wonder, you know, I so know is that. Is it the proportions and not so much the well, color? I, know that color. I think it's everything. I, I know that it's everything. Bill Clinton and George W. Bush both allowed like uh you know to be measured and all that stuff for life their... masks to be made exactly i so i i don't know if they if they did that with obama i don't know i apologize i used to know the man's name blair or something 
I want to say Blair. The man's first name, I believe, is Blair. How's that for a lot of detail? <laughs> this is the first president that hasn't been sculpted by him. Oh. Oh, this, this is, is like f- his apprentice. Yeah. This is the first, and I believe it's Imagine. a woman who's done it. This is her first. President. Yeah, maybe it needs Oops. to be her last. <laughs> I don't. I because, apologize I mean, for not. We're having not more the detail. only ones. We're not the only ones who have commented on that. I've seen it on a number of websites having nothing to do with Disney that have commented. I think on CNN.com, huh. the comment was, "Obama doesn't look right." You so, think they'll go back and change? I it? think they're going to have to. I think they will. You know, this is a president of the United States. I thought the, his mannerisms the, were the good. Motions are great. The the animatronics are fluid. Uh, they've captured his expressions. It just doesn't look like him. Mm-hmm. Weird Looks thing. like his brother or his cousin. <laughs> doesn't look like him. Mel Obama. Yeah. Mel. <laughs> Hank. Hank Obama. Oh, I'm sorry. I got. Distracted. Wrapped up in the Kindle covers. <laughs> I'm sitting here. Kevin turned me on to this great website, OberonDesign.com, O-B-E-R-O-N Design.com, that uh, makes these custom covers for your Kindle. I think they're beautiful. They're gorgeous. Could you tell him what you told me in the car about how they're made? They're made by a small family. They're individually handmade. The only machine work done on them is the stitching. Otherwise, it's all hand tools. And they don't just do these. I mean, they do regular journals and... Uh, is it portfolios, leather? yeah, they're gorgeous. They do it by candlelight. Oh, you already have one. <laughs> I did. I brought it to show. Of course, he does. In a cave. I think it's. I for, the man's name is Hakusai, the Japanese man who did the. Oh, oh wow. yeah, I know those. Yeah. Um, I just think they're really beautiful. It is. It's a work of art. All right. Well, sorry for hijacking your <laughs> your rapid fire. Thank you very much, Kathy. You're welcome. John, what do you have? I have something. Oh, that's good. That you're not allowed to even talk about. So how are you going to talk about it? We're going to figure out a way to do it. Oh, my gosh. I have in front of me the contract for our December event. Podcast charades. It hasn't been signed. It hasn't been executed. <laughs> that's so, fun on the radio. <laughs> so we can't give details. Oh, and I'm, 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 I'm loving that I'm just hearing about this contract now with everybody else. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to hand it to you because you have to review it. But I want you to see some of the you details. You want me to review it like in real time right here? <laughs> yeah. Because that's fun on the radio, yeah. too. <laughs> you all just need to chill out. <laughs> Let's watch Pete Reed. <laughs> just flip ahead to some of the highlighted stuff. No, right. not that page. The next page. The next paragraph. Not that one. I think it's going to be a really cool event. I've told Kevin a bunch of stuff we're going to do. I'm not giving out any details just should yet. I, should I say these things? No. You should respond to how, what you think, they, how cool they are. Okay. Dude, they're highlighted. Cute. Like, they're, they're coolness factor. You just think they're cute? Yeah, that doesn't sound that very good. That doesn't sound good. We're going to have to redo the whole contract. No, I mean, that's. I think that's... Uh, well, what, do you, what do you want me to do? You want me to start, t- start touching myself here at the table? I, I think mean, there would be some ooing and aahing and wowing. There should but we talked not. about this. I guess not. There should be no touching. <laughs> or ripping off of bikini tops, really. I like, this I, is I, a like, park. I like the reception mm-hmm. menu a lot. I think the reception is going to be really cool. We're looking to really kick it up a notch this year. Yeah, we definitely really... are kicking it Who up a notch. Who are you, Emeril Lagasse? I am. <laughs> bam, bam. Yeah. I know everyone out there is anxious, excited this, to sign this, up. This I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's remember, this is now per, por- per person right. on top well, of that. Oh. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh. it. Oh. <laughs> I just want you to know that you are making my life a living hell in chat tonight. Yeah, they're all going to be asking you about it. Again, no, we have no specifics we can give out just yet until the contract is finalized. Obviously. It's December 12th. Um, yes, I know. No, I'm not telling you. And um, we're going to be putting up a sign-up sheet as soon as This looks have, awesome, John. As soon as we have the details worked out. It really out. does. It really looks awesome. He does better with cue cards. <laughs> Once I told him what to say. <laughs> oh, cool. That's what I was waiting for. That's cool. Oh, that's great. That's a great addition. That's a great touch. Okay, our listeners are going to be bald from pulling their hair out. They mm-hmm. are. I love it. So we think it's going to be fun. We hope a lot of people can join us. The venue where it's going to be and how we're going to have it set up, we'll be able to uh, to accommodate up to 1,500 people. So I know last year there was a lot of talk about could we have everybody, could we not have everybody. So for those of you who are worried, we're probably not going to turn anybody away. A lot of that stuff I haven't decided yet. that stuff you want to do just let me know but uh, that's that stuff I haven't there's a lot of extras in there about uh, roaming photographers and things like that that we can that we can add to I it I love roaming photographers there's stuff like um, <laughs> we're doing this year that's different from last year is that we're going to give people credentials in advance we're going to one of the reasons why we're charging a little bit for this event is because we're going to actually mail people their credentials and so there's not that long there's not that sign-in process. There's not that line. But in addition, people are going to meet in a location and be escorted to where we are. Ooh, a secret location. Yep. There'll be a top secret location. This is very James Bond. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So you're going, to be lo- you're going to go to one location, and you're going to be escorted it's in a very cool way. yet, and I'm tired. In a very <laughs> cool way to where we're going to be located. As long as we're not the people having to do the transporting, I'm fine. We're going to make everybody <laughs> sing at the American Idol Experience, and after you sing, we're going to bring you over. <laughs> we're going to judge you. <laughs> I love it. It looks great. As long as that one addendum is made to the contract. We will make sure. We're also going to do something we're going to do different this year than we did last year, is we are going to do a physical walkthrough of the location. We're going to do... Um, we're going to tell them this here, this there, this here. Where last time it was kind of like I let it up, left it up to them. Yeah. And while he did a good job, it wasn't exactly as we wanted it to be. So there we go. That's my weird rapid fire. There. We're going to have an almost two-year-old by then. Isn't that weird? And that's not even everything no, we're podcast playing. cruise. This is, no, this is this for, is for Dizapalooza. Dizapalooza. Oh. This is really cool, but that's not even everything. That's not everything. That's not everything. We have a conference call next week on other stuff. Oh, wow. So, very cool, John. Very, very cool. Thank you. That was the weirdest rapid fire that ever. That was the strangest <laughs> rapid fire ever. I have to read something I can't talk about. I already went. Okay, not really. Liar. I have one. Liar, liar. No. <laughs> I don't really have one. Okay. I'm Next. S- I'm stretching, too. There was hardly any. But you know <laughs> what? I was, got, uh, oh, yeah. Princess Diana's dress is open today. I think that's Kathy's segment. Well, for next week. We don't have yeah. time this week. Ah, crap. Never mind. I don't have one. <laughs> um, in less than two months will be the start of Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. Kind of weird, huh? 
It's really not so scary. The fact that it's summer and it's starting less than two months. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? It's really not Halloween. Cracker has their Christmas decorations up. September 4th well. starts Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And then right behind that is uh, Epcot's Food and Wine Festival, September 25th. Oh, can't wait for that. So. Wow. I'm already looking forward to Yay, I can have alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, last year I had to just eat my way around the world. <laughs> Oh, drunken baby carriage pushing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move on to our first segment. And Julie Martin has her latest report on the child care centers at the theme parks. She's going to talk to us about Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom today. I'm going to start with Magic Kingdom because, in my opinion, Animal Kingdom is the best of all four. We'll talk about why in a little really? bit. Yes. Um, Magic Kingdoms is located um, between... Like Casey's and Crystal Palace, like back in there where the first aid station is and all that. So once you enter, and by the way, Anna told me it smells. It does not smell. I guess being a, not being a mom, she thinks that babies smell. She <laughs> thought the, that the baby care center. She's like, yeah, but it smells. I don't like think it, so. It doesn't smell. No, it I've doesn't. Been over that area. Yeah, it doesn't smell. That's weird. But it's you when know. Was the last time you were in the baby care center? Don't we go? We go over to the first aid center. That's not the same place. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a totally different. You have to first aid door is here, and then you have to go over to the right. Okay. And that's where your baby care center is. So once you enter, they have three rooms there. They have well four rooms because they have the little kitchen area, just like most of the other ones. They have a changing room, a feeding room, and a nursing room. And it's a very large nursing room. It's not private. There are about four rockers in there with some side tables. So if you're a mom who likes to be by yourself, you know, this may not be the place for you. (laughs) But it is dark and quiet, so it's perfect for nursing. And then the kitchen, they offer all the same things that the other care centers offer. They have your Gerber baby food, your Huggies diapers and wipes, your juices, um, sunscreen, some medications as well. All of these items are for purchase. They're not free. And then your changing room, you have about four very large changing tables, and there is one unisex bathroom. So just be aware that if you are going to use the restroom in there and you walk in and you see a man, it's because it's unisex. <laughs> it's not just for, you know, women are just for men. And it's not a one-seater? No, it's it stalls. Weird. It's but very think, Allie McBeal. Yeah, yeah but I think it's, you know, it's a baby care center, so you have moms and dads in there, little kids. It's, you know, so if mom's changing the baby, maybe dad can go in with the other child, help it go to the bathroom. It. (laughs) He or she. (laughs) Um, And then the feeding room, which has a TV and a small table with chairs, a couple of high chairs, and some other chairs for seating. And that's it. It is a nice care center. It's a great place to go. We fed Ferris there, changed him there. Um, You do have to park your stroller outside. Remember that. So you can't actually bring it into the center like you can at Hollywood Studios. And then at Animal Kingdom, you can also bring your stroller into the center. Before you go to Animal Kingdom, was there anything for sale in Magic Kingdom? Yeah. Um, like I said, it was the Gerber baby products. She gave a whole list. Yeah. Did she? I'm oh, sorry. I think you fell asleep. No, I was listening. <laughs> I just Before you move on from the Magic Kingdom, I just want you to know that the first aid station next door has a handicapped accessible restroom that if you felt the need that you needed a very private area, they will allow you to use that. It's not the kind of thing you can just walk into because you do have to pass the nurse, but we've used it on more than one occasion. Before Disney got really good about putting in those family restrooms, it's a very nice, clean, sort of private place, kind of quiet. Yeah. Okay. Now, we went to Animal Kingdom, too. It was like the hottest day, and it was miserable. 
we didn't do a whole lot except for what we had to do. Ferris and I stayed in the baby care center for most of the time. Theirs is much larger. Um, there are only two main rooms and an entry room, but they are huge. And instead of chairs in the main room, you have bench seating, like cushioned bench seating, like you like a booth at a, a restaurant. There's a TV in there, a small table and chairs. Um, you can bring your stroller right in, which is really nice, I found, because I was by myself. And so instead of having to park the stroller, get him out, get the um, bag out, and then go in. Just bring it right in. This one's located right before you, um, the bridge before you reach Africa, across from the Discovery Island trails. So it's not in the front of the park. It's right. You have to, if you enter the park, you need to go to the left to get to it. Um cast members were nice in both but then in the animal kingdom one the decorations it's colorful there are animal um paintings and sculptures on the wall now at this one the changing room the changers are smaller they're more like a typical changing table that you would find in your home you know or a restaurant they're wooden and they're white which ferris was okay but i think a child any older than the age of one is going to be a little big for these so you may have a more difficult time changing an older child on these. They have a sink in there for hand washing, as well as two nursing rooms off of this room that are private. They're meant for one mom. There's a rocker in there and a small counter where you could change the baby. And you could also have another child in the room with you. It's, it's large enough for that. And they have actual doors and not curtains. And in this room, you can also get your Gerber baby foods, your Pedialyte, your medicines, your wipes and diapers, and then also sunscreen and things like that. They do have merchandise available for sale, and they sell fans, little Mickey fans. They can attach to your stroller, and it's a Mickey hand that attaches to the stroller, and then the fan comes down on like a, a little, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, a little flexible pole. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and then the those. fan blows on the That's baby. That's cute. They were sold out when we were there. Really? So apparently they're very popular, especially in that park. So um, I thought that one was the best because of bringing the stroller in. And then my second favorite would be Epcot, even though you have to park outside because it is larger than the one at the Magic Kingdom. And then Magic Kingdom and then Hollywood Studios. For obvious reasons, Hollywood Studios is basically a closet compared to these others. Which surprises me. I yeah. just, I don't understand that. I don't either. I, I have no idea why, because the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, they were super busy, and so was Epcot when I was there, and even the Hollywood Studios when there were people in and out. But if there are more than two people in there, and the fact that they let you bring your stroller in, it's crazy crowded. So I would not recommend bringing your stroller into that one. Just be courteous. Yeah, food and drinks aren't allowed either. I, I noticed that Animal Kingdom, uh, more than one occasion, a lot of people were trying to bring their drinks in and, and food. I mean, on a hot day, it's... They don't want you camping out in there. Right. And right. Picnic yeah. And, yeah. But you can bring your baby's food or drink in there. Oh, that's what it's made for. Yeah, how, exactly. How clean are they? And like, say you, Super clean. I would eat off the ground in there. Okay. So, um, like, when you're done... When I'm done changing, because they have little pads, like, underneath that you pull up, little thin paper, you lay that down, you change them, you waddle up everything, you know, throw it away. Immediately, she goes and cleans oh, the little okay. changer table. Oh, that's good. I yeah. wondered about that. And she even told me, she's like, just take your paper and your diaper, throw it away so I know you're done, and then I'll clean it. Yeah, she was a really nice lady in oh, there. that's good. Um, there's even a little sink with a counter. There was mom, one mom with her little girl sitting up there washing her hands, you that know. That sounds like a fun job. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's getting paid well. <laughs> I hope so, too. But there were people in and out of there. There were, you know, people actually using the high chairs, feeding their children baby food or, or whatever they were eating. 
And um, some people don't know about these. They, you know, until you have a child, you may not. We had never used them or, or heard of them until we had Ferris. And I would say even, you know, with an older child, you're welcome to go in there. That was a lifesaver for y'all, too, because I had to go around and take a bunch of photos on this hot, hot day. And she just stayed in there, fed Ferris. I made my, my loop around the whole park, came back, and... And our phones, for some reason, we both did not have good service in Animal Kingdom. So when I couldn't get in touch with him, because I I left thinking, okay, I'm going to call him, we'll meet up, and we'll do whatever we have to do, and we'll go. So since I couldn't get in touch with him, I went back to the baby care center and just waited for him to either come get me or finally get through to me. So I laid a little blanket out for Ferris on one of the benches, laid him out. He played with his rings, and, you know, I just sat there. I took some photos of him. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. So um, Corey and I both took a lot of photos of each one, so we'll be posting them like we did for the other two, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So you'll be able to really get a good feel for how things are, how they look, how they work, and just enjoy them (laughs) while you have a baby. Which one do you prefer, the communal feeding or the private feeding? If I were going to, yeah, um, I'm not as modest as some people. You know, if I were putting him to the breast, I would do it in front of you guys as long as I had a cover, you know. So, in my opinion, you don't have a choice if you're in Magic Kingdom or Epcot because it's a communal room. So, either put yourself in a corner, you know, if you don't want to be... Can I say it? No. (laughs) You know, that's what I would do because the room has two or three corners in it. If you don't want to be... No one puts baby in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) You just take that rocker, face it towards the corner, and then you can have some privacy. But I would imagine that most breastfeeding mothers can't be... No, it's not like stuck in one place. It's not like one of those benches? Yeah. And if you needed privacy, maybe that's when you go to a carousel of progress and it's dark. There you go. Yeah, on a dark ride. (laughs) But I would imagine there's kind of a... I'm changing the lyrics of that song in my head. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) That'll be next week. I think there's an unspoken kind of bond between mothers who breastfeed so that it wouldn't be that uncomfortable for someone unless you were just extremely, you know, modest and you don't get undressed in front of your husband or something, you know? Well, I just, you know, I I remember um, when I did the review of the Contemporary last March, um, and Bob and I were on the monorail going back to the Contemporary from uh, the Polynesian. We'd had dinner at the Polynesian, and that woman on the monorail who was, uh, let's just say she was heavyset, she was making no attempt to cover herself up. (laughs) Was she not American? I, I, I think she was Southern. Um, because in foreign countries, that that's very acceptable. Corey and I were in Barcelona sitting on a bench next to this woman and her two children, and all of a sudden she just popped it out and I started had, feeding her daughter. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I had no indication this woman was European or not, or not American. Okay. Uh, just that, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure she was American. Okay. If I remember correctly, she was. I did hear her talk, and um, it was very... No, it was very white trash. Depends on what side of her body she breastfed on. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, but, you know, she made no attempt to cover it up. And it's like, you know, late, I don't want to see it. Exactly. If you're in public, you you know, it's fine if you want to breastfeed. Just put a little cover over it. Well, I think when people make that sort of modest approach, people sort of avert their eyes. Mm -hmm. It's when someone just goes, bam! That you're like, whoa! Exactly. Because sometimes, you know, your baby just isn't going to wait. And sometimes right. you just you have, have to. to do it. But it's all 
in how you do it. If well, they can unhook the you, shirt themselves, it's time to stop. If right. you are a breastfeeding mom, more than likely you have a blanket or a nursing cover with you. And those things cover you. It's it's much more private for you, even if you're in public. When we were in Disneyland when I was pregnant, I was sitting on a bench because it was hot and I was getting a little bigger. you know. And I'm sitting there and a mother next to me started breastfeeding. And I just thought, wow. I'm like, that's, I thought it was cool. You know, I'm thinking, you know, look at her. She's just, you know, I mean, she was covered. But you could tell she wasn't uncomfortable, that this was totally natural for her, you as it should be. You could bring a small tent also. <laughs> a small tent. <laughs> so I'd say if you, know, you want to go at it in the park, that's up to you. But if you want more privacy, go to the baby care center. Not only more privacy, but more comfortable. Right. For the air baby, conditioned. it's air conditioned. Yeah. It's dimly lit, which is very nice for a nursing baby, and it's quiet. Those are all my criteria for eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Julie. And the extended <laughs> breastfeeding edition. <laughs> yes. The, well, no. Look, you know that's it's it's, it's a big part. It's a very important discussion. You know, it's and that was the, actually the first thing the lady asked me when I walked into the Animal Kingdom Center. She said, "Oh, do you need to breastfeed?" That was the first thing she asked me. I don't know if I was looking voluptuous that day or what, but... <laughs> no, I just spilled the soda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord in heaven. What is wrong with you? There's lots. <laughs> Too numerous to count. Thanks again, Julie. Great report, as always. We're going to move on, and Kevin Close has a review of the Liberty Tree Tavern. I understand you had... An interesting experience. I did. And I just want to let people know that I was supposed to be here last week, but when we changed the show, people were concerned, and I got emails and stuff, that there was nothing wrong. I just had an appointment that I couldn't break. No one was concerned about me. <laughs> sure we were. They emailed me, and they asked about you, and I told them you were okay. <laughs> we went to the Liberty Tree Tavern. I got an ADR with virtually no problem. We decided we were going to go see the Hall of Presidents annual passholder preview, and I figured... Let's stick with the Americana theme. Uh, again, we had an ADR with no problem. I want to talk about the handicapped... Excuse me. I thought I had been shot. <laughs> you're yes, not Lincoln. That's, that's, so like, that's so likely to happen when you're here. Exactly. You never know. Uh, the handicapped accessibility factor, if you're in a wheelchair at the Liberty Tree Tavern, you enter the front of the building and wait, and a cast member will escort you around the side of the building. Both sides of the dining room are elevated, so they didn't do they do take you in through a side door, but it is fully handicapped accessible, except for the bathroom. That's up a whole flight of stairs. Which amazes me that they haven't made it ADA compliant yet. Uh, uh, there has to be one within a certain number of feet. I right. can't quote the ADA, but... It's there must be one within a certain the right number of feet. That's actually right in between two of them. There's those two big bathrooms outside, so it's in a good location. So we went in and we sat down, and while we were sitting there, it was my mom and dad and John and I. And while we were sitting there, the lady at the table next to us asked the server if it was okay if she ordered off the children's menu. The gentleman told her there was absolutely no problem, which gave my mom the idea that she was going to do that. She wasn't feeling great that day and figured she's not a big eater anyway. So she asked if that was all right. Got complete agreement that it was perfectly fine. We ordered off the menu. There are a handful of appetizers. There's, as a matter of fact, there's five. They range in price from ten ninety nine to five forty nine for one of the soups. We ordered the crab and spinach dip for two. 
It's blue crab spinach and cream cheese with warm flatbread. It's ten ninety nine. This was okay. This was it was tasty and we were starving. However, it's about five dollars overpriced. I was thinking that. Yeah. It's a small bowl of crab and uh, spinach dip. It's just not $11. You're paying for the crab. Right. You're paying for the fact that you're in Disney World and eating in the Liberty Tree Tavern. Uh, we also tried... That was the only appetizer we had, actually. Nobody else ordered an appetizer. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. We did the... Then we do the cheese sticks? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's true. We tried the tavern fried cheese. Now, it was the sticks of mozzarella, but you also got the fried cheese curds. That was five forty nine. Again, you fry cheese. How bad can it be? And I thought five forty nine was the same price you would pay in a Bennigan someplace for yeah, this appetizer. That's reasonable, right? We agreed. Uh, for dinner, I tried the William Penn chicken pasta. It was applewood smoked bacon, mushrooms, marinated chicken, and basil with a creamy marinara for thirteen ninety nine. John had the colony salad, which was Washington apples, sweet pecans, applewood smoked cheddar. And grilled chicken tossed with field greens and a honey shallot vinaigrette. And my dad ordered the Angus Chuck cheeseburger, which was topped with bacon, cheddar, or mushrooms, and provolone cheese with uh, French fries. And that was eleven ninety nine. I didn't think the prices for lunch were outrageous until we got our food. Hmm. Oh, and my mom had the the kids menu. She had the turkey and dressing and mashed potatoes. And hers was seven fifty nine. Now, while we were sitting there eating, or they brought our food out, and I can talk about mine. I had a bowl of the most nondescript pasta you can possibly imagine, and it came with marinated chicken. I did not get the breast of chicken. I got the parts that they make the McNuggets out of. Ew. This was not good chicken. This was the part of the chicken that... When I'm eating fried chicken, I usually throw this away. Yeah. This is not the part I enjoy. The pasta was... I don't, I don't want to make too big a deal out of it. It wasn't bad. It, there was just nothing good about it. It wasn't... It's not anything I would ever order again. John had the colony salad. What did you think? I liked it. It was a salad with a grilled chicken breast on it. Was it adequate amount of chicken, a good amount of salad, had a good flavor? Again, it wasn't anything, oh my God, I have to rush back and have that. But it was a good meal. I enjoyed it. The winner during our meal was my dad's cheeseburger. <laughs> Imagine that. It was a decent cheeseburger. He did nothing but talk about it, and he had french fries. The french fries were really good. We ordered another order of french fries. So if were they eating, nice and crisp? Uh, they, they were. They were like thick cut and they were crisp and it was like they, they cooked them actually in fat. It was really good. Corey knows. If they're not crisp, I don't eat them. Now, here's the thing. The french fries were the standout of this meal. That should tell you something. Mm. These were not exceptional french fries. They were just better than anything else that ha- they had on the table. Uh, my mom got the turkey, the kid's turkey. I, I can't actually do this justice. I did take pictures. They're home. Uh, it can, comes out on a Mickey-shaped plate. It comes with a, like an appetizer and she got the chicken noodle soup. We asked for that first and our server explained that this meal comes on a Mickey-shaped plate and that would mean one of the ears would be empty. Oh, no. And we just sort of sat there and looked at him and he said, 
are you okay with one of the ears being empty? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, bring us our soup. (laughs) So they brought out a slice of cold, I mean refrigerator cold, sliced turkey, a lump of mashed potatoes, and some dressing. It was the most unappealing, unseasoned, unflavorful thing I could imagine. I can only assume that they're going for the lowest common denominator, and this is what you would order if your children will not eat anything. Or if they don't like salt or pepper or something. Again, the gravy, the dressing was literally the paste kids use in school. (laughs) And had a foul odor. It was the nastiest thing I've ever Was it left over from last Thanksgiving? You know, not even last Thanksgiving. Maybe the original Thanksgiving. (laughs) It had this nasty odor, and it came in a separate little ramekin. And my mom picked it up, and she went, ooh, here, smell this. And she passed it around the table, and we all went, yeah, don't use that. So we asked for more dressing, or more gravy. There's something wrong with this. Well, they brought us out a a ladle, or a, uh, a serving container that looks like I can't think of the, a gravy boat I was about to <sighs> took me a minute it smelled exactly the same so again we didn't go in there and then this was a review so no one said anything we weren't complaining we were just sort of talking amongst ourselves and our server showed up with a bowl of rolls and our he was refilling our drinks but he had a basket of rolls and they hadn't brought our roll, rolls to our table and my mom said oh I didn't know you had rolls and he said well they're extra and my mom said, you have to pay for rolls? Well, we don't have enough for everybody. Oh, and geez. we said, what? And he said, we don't serve rolls at lunch? Now, this is like the third story. We don't serve rolls at lunch unless you ask for them. And we said, well, is there anything else that we don't know about that you should ask for? Oh, if there's a problem, just let me know. And walked away. And I thought... All I did was we asked about the rolls. I should preface this too by saying, up until this point, he was a good waiter. He was there on the spot. He brought us our stuff. He was nice. He was a good guy. And then at this point, it all sort of deteriorated. <laughs> so now, the lady sitting next to us who had ordered the children's meal said to the same server, the lady sitting next to us had ordered a children's meal also, and she said to the waiter, my meal comes with a drink. So she brought him his drink, and when he came back, my mom said, I actually said to the waiter, um, her meal comes with a drink, right? And he turned around and was really snappy about it and says, well, did you order a drink? And my mom said, well, no, I didn't because I wasn't sure if it came with a drink. I just wasn't sure. Does it come with a drink? Well, if you ordered a drink, I would have brought you a drink. And we said, no, really, it's okay. It's okay. We're just asking if it comes with a drink. Well, if you think it should come with a drink, I'll bring you a drink. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. No, and all of a sudden, this happened out of, like, nowhere. It was the weirdest thing. I, I think to myself, I sit and I think, people are going to think we make this up. They must think that we sit there and make up these stories. It's like the Twilight Zone. Very nice, normal waiter. Took care of everything. All of a sudden, had this meltdown in front of us. It was like he didn't want to be questioned about anything. And it wasn't that we said, your food's too expensive, or you're not moving fast enough, or why are you doing this? Oh, you have rolls, and does her meal come with a drink? Of all the things to get upset about right. was the roll and the drink. That's I what mean, we said. I mean, Kevin's going to finish with the story, but we, we said, you know, why wouldn't you just say, oh, yeah, your meal comes with a drink. Yeah. What can I get you? Oh, you know what? You didn't order a drink. What can I get you? These are your choices. Yeah, how easy is that? At the beginning of the meal, he could have said, you asked about a kid's meal. You know, your kid's meal comes with a drink. I'm not doing his job for him, and we weren't 
chastising him. We were asking him a question, and he's the liaison with the restaurant, so that's who I ask, right? Yeah. So he turns on us, and all of a sudden throws up his hands and said, if you're not happy with my service, I'll bring out a manager. And I thought, okay, well, this has escalated way out of proportion. So the manager comes out and he goes, I understand there's a problem. And we all sat there sort of dumbfounded. And we said, no, there really wasn't. He carried a bowl or a basket of rolls under his arm. And we said, oh, you serve rolls? And he told us there wasn't enough for everybody, that rolls cost extra, and that you had to ask for them because you couldn't tell them about them because they're not served at lunch. I said, we don't really even want a roll. We just asked if you served rolls. And then we asked about the drink. And he said, well, hers comes with a drink. Well, there you go. <laughs> that, that was our point, kind of, that I think hers comes with a drink and... So, now, let me just make sure I got this. You never asked to speak to a manager. Never no. asked to speak to a manager. He literally, like, had this meltdown. He threw a hissy fit threw right in front of fit, us. threw his hands up in the air and says, you don't like my service, I'll get a manager, and stormed off. And the manager came over, and we even said to him, listen, we didn't ask to speak to you. We really don't have a problem. We were asking this guy some questions, and something went wrong. Now, the manager says to my mother, why haven't you eaten any of your food? My mom said, I just didn't care for it. And he said... Is that why you asked to speak with me? And that's when we said, we never asked to speak with you. Our waiter threw a fit and walked away and sent you over. He said, oh, well, if you don't like your food, and my mom said, I wasn't going to say a word about it. We weren't complaining. He said, well, I'll take your food off the bill. And my mom said, it's okay. I did eat some of it. I just didn't eat all of it. And he said, no, that's okay. I'll take it off the bill. And you do get a drink. So he said, I'll speak to the waiter. Well, the waiter apparently disappeared, and a different server brought our drink. Our waiter came back out and dropped our check on the table from a good three feet off the table. You're kidding me. And walked away. And I thought, whoa. I could understand if we did something to deserve this. This was not something... That we having a bad day. Mm-hmm. This is not something we like all of a sudden. Yeah, it was like very he got weird. a call or something happened and just it was turned just his day around. The weirdest thing. And the manager said to us, "Can I buy you di- our dessert?" And we all said, "No, thank you. We're you know we're just looking to go about our day." But thank you for the offer. Again, if this had been some sort of guest recovery, I would have said, "You know, listen, we you know, okay, we didn't feel that we deserved anything. We didn't ask for anything. We weren't." Our, our waiter kind of flipped out. Yeah. And like I said, he was great in the beginning. He brought us our drinks right away and let me bring you another one. And um, we had a water bottle. And the one, thing, he- the one thing that did happen, at one point during our conversation about whether her meal included the drink, he turned to my mother and he said, Did you order a drink, Dolly? No, dear. Dear. And I said, Okay, now you're being condescending. This has started out on just a friendly level, and now you've turned condescending, and there's really no need for it. You haven't called her dear or dolly or darling all through the meal, and now because you're annoyed, you're calling her that. And we used to have a saying that when you got to the point in a customer service job when you added the word ma'am, ma'am was really a word for another, a substitution for another word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. That meant something else. I said, and that's where you, we were, after he left, that's what we were talking about. And that's when the manager came out. So it was, I don't think the food was that good. If I was wanted a cheeseburger, I would go there. It's a nice colonial setting. It was air conditioned. It's right in the heart of 
the Magic Kingdom. So it's not the kind of thing that I would tell you to avoid at all costs. I would just tell you to order carefully and not go in with high expectations. But this turned for no none, nothing nothing the restaurant did, nothing we did. Our right. server just flipped out. Now you know, and it's it's so funny because by contrast, I and mean, this was a place I, I I couldn't stand. And the last two times that we've been over in the Magic Kingdom and had lunch there, it's actually been very good. As a matter of fact, the last time we were there, not the last time, the time before, the service was so good. Our server was so exceptional that I actually went, as we were leaving, to the front and said, I would like to fill out, a, you know, a ears to you, I think they call it, or whatever it is, where you know, they, it goes into their file that actually, you know, they, these, they get recognized. Because this guy was just superb. He was really phenomenal. Knew the menu, um, was on top of everything. Um, I've I keep having it when I go in there. The only thing I've eaten has been the the turkey for lunch, the turkey dinner, which I found very very good. Um, wasn't pre processed turkey; it was real turkey. It was it was good. Yeah, I've had that. It was good. And uh, you know, so it's it's. I don't know about the rest of the menu. I know Walter had a, a seafood dish there the one time we were there, and it was horrible. Were you there at dinner or lunch? Lunch, lunch, both times. Okay, well, that's not on the menu anymore. The menu has changed. Well, they, you know, it was a special that day. Oh, okay. They had had a special, some seafood special, and Walter was like, "Okay, this is probably one of the worst, one of the worst fish, fish dishes I've ever had. Seafood dishes, either." Fish had. is tough too. I don't think I would ever order fish in a theme park. Yeah, yeah. Man, Unless that's, I mean, like, you're at the Coral Reef and you're... I still wouldn't order fish at the Coral Reef. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we've proven that fact. Uh, This is... uh, If this had not happened with the waiter, the review would have been, this is generic Disney food, and you pretty much know what you're getting going into it. It's not... some of it is good and some of it is not so good. Just be... It would have been a much more... a, A much different review. The focus of this review has become about a server just losing it. And I, oh, want, some, and I want everyone to go in and order rolls now for lunch. <laughs> Throw off and there. demand that they be free. Well, the manager said, that we asked the manager, do you charge for the rolls? And the manager looked at us and he said, no, why would you think that? Well, why would you walk around with a bowl of rolls and then not give one to You somebody? can't have these. No rolls for you. <laughs> he said, this is for that table, but they asked for them. And that's how the conversation started. Well, what else are we not asking for? That's just freaky. And I thought, you know, is there some other secret code we need? Yeah, you're not supposed to have to know the secret code to get food in a restaurant. For rolls. And I thought, it's okay. We don't even really want them. It was more of a discussion of, oh, we didn't even know you had them. And he had been friendly up to this point. And that apparently set him off. Maybe the table before y'all just... uh Stiff them or something, because that can turn a waiter's night around, a day around. Yeah, but you don't, you know. I know you don't take it out on everybody else, but you never, no telling. But I mean, over a roll. It's not yeah. like you said, <laughs> send my steak dinner even, back. It wasn't even the rolls, it was that whole drink issue that really got so yeah, bizarre yeah. on us. And do you know what? It was one of those little half bottles of water. And when we came out, we were kind of, we were laughing that, you know, this drama happened over four ounces of water. Right. So it just, it was a weird experience that. It wouldn't stop me from going back. I just would order the cheeseburger. So That's just... Uh, lunch for the four of us was after the Tables in Wonderland discount. So our server did get his 18%. We didn't make any fuss about that. He did get... He was good up until the point that he went crazy. Uh, <laughs> but... It was, I think, $65. Yeah, because your mom's meal was taken off, so it was something like $66 after the Tables on Wonderland and the tip was added back. And again, we don't uh, try and 
uh, uh, change the experience. The manager got involved and took the meal off the ma- off the bill. We didn't ask for that. Unbelievable. But but you know, if it's gonna, it seems if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen to you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we we. We eat on a lot and don't have these problems, I swear. <laughs> You'd be, uh, be surprised how many meals go well. Yeah. This just was, it was weird. Yeah. Well, didn't you guys have a little ray of sunshine after your meal? Didn't you run into Anna? Oh, we did. Actually, before our meal. Oh, Actually, before, before okay. our meal. <laughs> I, we were sitting in the lobby she waiting. Is, she is a ray of sunshine. <laughs> and she walked by. She was giving a tour, it seems like, to a private family. Yeah, it was. And I... She walked right into my line of vision, and I just blurted out, Anna! And I think I scared her. She jumped a little bit. <laughs> and the family that she was with, I think they looked at her like, now all of a sudden she might be famous. <laughs> you know, that we knew who she was. It was funny. She was, um, she's just sweet. Yeah, she likes that. So she introduced the family to us. This is, these people work with my brother. It was fun. And then she kept talking about how good her short, strawberry shortcake was. <laughs> She's a fanatic about strawberry shortcake. Are you saying? Uh-huh. All right. Well, thank you very much, Kevin, for that. Thanks, everybody. Uh, that is going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs>